Welcome to the interview chair. My name is Jimmy Casas and I am your host. Are you an educator who is currently feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, or wondering if you can continue to do this work? Visualize yourself back in the interview chair. You are genuine, sincere, and full of passion. You convinced the group of people that you were the best person for the job and you believed it. That is the real you. Thank you for joining me as I take you back to the interview chair to remind you of why you wanted to become an educator. Hello everyone. I am super excited to announce a new book by our publishing company Connect Ed by Zach Bowermaster called Leading with People, a six-pillar framework for fruitful leadership. And in this book, Zach examines how to live and lead in a way as God designed, living for God above all else and loving those around us. As leaders, it's time for us to quit living distracted lives and focus on what truly matters, people. We were made to be in community with God and others. This book is about leading with people in all areas of our lives and involves our thoughts, our words, and our actions every second of every day. There's no more trying to lead alone. We must lead with a heart for people, a heart that prioritizes people, a heart that empathizes with people, a heart that observes needs and responds compassionately, a heart that prays for and with people, a heart that loves people, and a heart that encourages people. I hope you'll visit our website at connected.org. That's two Ds, connected.org, and check out Zach's latest book, which is the number one new release on Amazon here two weeks after its release, actually three weeks after its release. So Zach is off to a great start. So thank all of you for your investment in his book. Now let's get to today's episode, episode 36 of the interview chair. What do the words on your walls say? So today I want to talk about culture. Of course I do. It is something I am passionate about and something I love to observe and study. But what is culture? Well, Roland Barth, in his book, Improving Schools from Within, defines culture as a complex pattern of norms, attitudes, beliefs, behaviors, values, ceremonies, traditions, and myths that are deeply ingrained in the very core of the organization. Countless times throughout the course of my career, I found myself entrenched in disputes among staff addressing disgruntled parents, and dealing with behaviors that would leave me frustrated and exhausted and, quite frankly, often disappointed. The more I dealt with these situations, the more I began to identify culture as one thing, behavior. I learned that I simply had to look around and watch how people were behaving, and that defined our true culture. The words that adorn the walls of my school, the marquee, our literature, our vision, mission, and belief statements, none of that mattered. All I had to do was look around and watch how the adults in the building behaved, and that said all I needed to know. We had a lot of work to do. In my work with schools today, I often hear complaints from the administration about staff members who frustrate them for a variety of reasons. If I had to narrow it down to a couple of reasons, I would say one, those who are negative and influence others in a negative way, and two, those who are ineffective, unable to perform at the level we need them to perform, and because they can't, it hurts us, and by us, I mean mostly students. Let's face it, most of us have that one staff member in our school, 
you know that one, that one that should have retired five years ago that we love to complain about. Sure, these individuals can frustrate us to the point that we don't know what to do with them, except slap a label on them. I believe this to be true because, well, I'm speaking from personal experience. I'm actually talking about me right now. Yes, frustrated with adults because I couldn't understand why they chose to work in schools and yet didn't love kids. And that got me sideways. Sideways to the point that I could only see what I wanted to see and failed to see what I should have seen. That when it comes to school leadership, people will behave however we allow them to behave. And that is how I eventually landed on the definition that culture is behavior. It doesn't matter what the words on the wall say unless our behavior reflects those words. Kindness matters? Well, then I want to see kindness everywhere when I walk around a campus. Most of us have experienced at one time or another adults not being so kind. But yet that banner continues to hang on the walls. And over time, we lose credibility as leaders, which eventually impacts the morale of our school in a negative way. Examine the core values of, of your organization and now ask yourself, are the adults living out those values on a day-to-day -day basis or are we still pretending? What I learned the hard way is when we did not, it hurt my cred credibility as a leader. Imagine standing in an auditorium before a group of parents at the start of the school year and telling them that we value them, need their help, and want to partner with them. But then we experience a few parents that we quite don't get along with and tag them with a label. Call them difficult or crazy based on our interactions with them. And then do our best to avoid them like the plague. I've never seen a mission statement that says, we commit to partnering with parents or we value family engagement unless you're a nut job. Doesn't happen. But then look at some of our behaviors by listening to the words of staff who refuse to call parents or give them an eye roll when they walk into the main office. Let's go back to the interview chair for a moment. In that chair, we told the hiring committee that we needed the support of our parents, that we saw it as a partnership and that we needed their help. We said things like, parents send us their best children. Parents do the best they know how. We shared how we learned over time to establish a connection with parents prior to an incident happening in our classrooms or school so that their first interaction with us wasn't us calling them to tell them their child was in trouble or failing a class. I think this is how we envisioned it. But then over time, we lose our way. After losing my way and experiencing years of frustration and disappointment, I decided to take a hard look at myself. With the help of a leadership coach and few wonderful wise mentors, I began to reflect on my own behavior and how I was contributing to these experiences. The truth was, I was allowing these behaviors to continue, which eventually turned into bigger issues that would eventually land on my desk. Not all issues dealt with conflict, but our culture was still impacted by our behaviors, and we needed to understand that impact with greater clarity. Here are three areas that school and district leaders can examine today. Number one, assess your current reality. How do you welcome new staff into your school? How do the adults manage student discipline? How do you partner with parents? How do staff work collaboratively to support one another? Number two, process for change. Have you clearly defined your vision? Are your expectations clear 
Have you worked with staff to identify and define your core values as a school? How do you respond when adults violate these core agreements? What process do you have in place to give all staff a voice in decisions that impact the organization? How do you respond to those who refuse to change? And finally, number three, model expectations. Is the administration behaving in the way we expect students and staff to behave? When you see behaviors that frustrate you, do you start from a point of curiosity? Are you teaching rather than evaluating? Does the way you interact with others reflect kindness, respect, and compassion at all times? What I eventually learned is that I could not control others, but I could manage my own behavior, and in doing so, I began to see improved results. Not perfect results, but better results. We're all susceptible to falling short of our expectations, and I believe that people should be able to have an opportunity to rebound from those missteps. I continue to be reminded of the words from Ted Lasso. I hope that either all of us or none of us are judged by the action of our weakest moments, but rather by the strength we show when and if we're ever given a second chance. I am all for second chances when it comes to adult behaviors, but I also believe that we must all be held to a high standard when it comes to our behavior when the commodity that we are working with is students. We simply cannot risk the negative impact on our culture by allowing adults to behave in ways that do not align with the words on the wall. If we elect to do so, then I think we should take the signs down before we all lose credibility. My friends, it is time to recalibrate. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and I hope that you will join me each week as I take you back to the interview chair. Because I know this, that when you sat in that interview chair, that, my friends, was the best version of you. Be sure to check out my website at jimmycostas.com backslash the interview chair for links, resources, and show notes. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Casas underscore Jimmy. If you enjoyed today's show from the interview chair, subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts to ensure you never miss an episode.